0: Out this town, folks. Welcome to another fabulous episode of Missouri Swagger. I'm Dennis Hopeless.
1: And I am Cullen Bunn. I do not have uh, sci-fi headphones the way Dennis does. He looks like uh, Lobot from Empire Strikes Back.
0: Was that a guy's name? This, Lobot? This motherfucker doesn't make fun of me at all until we start recording. And then he brings I, up. I, I save it up, man. I save it up. Yeah, I'm, I'm at my girlfriend's place, and I the only Apple headphones I had were the kind that of go on my phone, not the kind that of go on my computer, because Apple likes to make it difficult to listen to right. things. Uh, and Jasmine has these Rose Gold Beats by Dre. They're that, fancy.
1: The important he... question is that
0: dude's name is Lobot, right? Lobot. In yes, Lobot's the guy with a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, mm-hmm. if I had them up, they'd be crushing my hair, and that would be no good. We can't have that. I'll take things Dennis Hopeless might say for a thousand dollars, Alex. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so um, what are we talking about? I don't know. We're, We're just it's this sort of a hodgepodge, right? We're
0: just uh we've both been very busy. The title of this episode is It's Friday. We need to record and we haven't discussed this yet. That's actually what I'm gonna title it. Yeah. Uh, so
1: what are you up to, Dennis?
0: Oh, uh, working, rocking through stuff. I um I have a bunch of projects that are kind of coming to a close at the same time. So I'm writing like my last issue of cloak and dagger and I'm writing my last couple WWE's and I'm uh, closing in on having the new image book ready to go. So I'm writing that. So I am actively finishing a bunch of things while sort of passively uh, working on pitches and talking to editors and figuring out what's next. So I, it's been a flurry of, creative activity over here yeah how about you yeah Yeah, no
1: same same here Uh, i think in our last uh episode i got an email while we were on while we were recording saying uh, i needed to to refine a pitch but uh since then i got more emails saying don't worry about refining the pitch we we like it let's go ahead so i've been outlining that project which has yet to be announced uh and i've been working on uh uh Vampirella versus reanimator, uh, which, uh, I wrote the first, first issue of that, uh, series, which got announced last week. So been working on that book. Yeah. And, uh, and doing a lot of stuff on as guardians of the galaxy, still working on the, the first wrapping up the first arc of that series. So it's been, uh, it's been busy on the comic book front. And then I also, uh, uh, I've been. I'm. I'm rapidly closing in on uh, CaveCon. The convention I'm co-sponsoring uh, is next week. We will be recording there a lot, right? A lot. Oh, we're gonna.
0: We're just gonna record a, a six months worth of things when we're in the same room, and then we don't have to do this for a while.
1: <laughs> we are seated next to each other, so we could just record
0: the entire weekend. You don't like me at cons. I pester you
1: if you're there. No, I... We record. <laughs> because I found, I'm telling you more and more. Uh, I mentioned you at a convention and people say, is Dennis really going to be there? Like that seems to be the, the joke about Dennis hopeless. I don't see, I mean, I see you gone from the table occasionally, but
0: not as much as these people apparently see you. gone. <laughs> well, the problem is I, I usually don't have someone with me. So right. when I'm not at my table, there's no one there. Right. I have a tendency to wander away unannounced
1: well, you want to see uh, stuff, right? You want to do stuff?
0: Yes. Yeah. I, I think the pro- the problem more than that than me not being there is that I don't make it clear when I'm going to be there, so it's a crapshoot. shoot right. uh, Jasmine was at, with, with me at Planet this year and had me make a schedule and put that online, and yeah. I felt like that made it way more clear, but I've got such a reputation for not being on my table that I still heard it. <laughs> also, I always say yes to all these panels and signings and stuff, which you know, it's me doing a thing for the convention and to, to make it make sense that they brought me out. And I still get in trouble with fans for not being at my table during pre planned convention activities. Well, like, CaveCon Con has none of those this year. We're doing no panels this first year. Um, well, I'm going to, I'm going to hear that. I'm just recording all the time is what I'll hear. Well, actually, just, you yeah, wear your table, good. but you are recording. Well, it's funny. Um, we
1: had this limited edition uh, print that we, we had designed specifically for CaveCon. Con. And it was done by uh, by this amazing pop artist, uh, Ridge Rooms.
0: The I'm green sure thing. What's that? The green one. Yeah, oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, it.
1: It, it's super awesome. And Ridge put all these amazing little stories in it, and these little you know ideas. And this was not about you at all. But there's a there's one of the tables on the parent has the Invisible Man signing uh signing books, and so right. it's a, it looks like a table where nobody's seated. So from now on, that is officially where Dennis Hopeless is seated in the, <laughs> in the print. So, but it was not intentionally Dennis Hopeless, but it is now.
0: It is now. Yeah. Uh, um, that is my reputation, which, I mean, I guess it's earned. I am a little bit of a wanderer. I wander, too, though. I mean, I really... I like. Yeah, but you've always got other people at your table, and your mm-hmm. table also always has, like, a bunch of books. Like, it's a whole ordeal. Mine is usually just me... A couple of little standees with some stuff. And also, my, my banner stand got stolen like two years ago. So I haven't really had much signage.
1: So if you go into my garage, you just see the Dennis
0: Hopeless banner stand <laughs> standing in the corner in my little shrine to Dennis Hopeless. If you took a crowbar to my passenger door to get into my car to steal my banner stand, when you could have just taken it when it was sitting next to you at any time.
1: Wait, let's go back. Let's unpack this. Someone broke into your car to steal your banner stand?
0: Yeah, well, when I first moved, I live in the River Market, uh, which is a little small community town. Uh, just across the street from downtown Kansas City just across the highway and we've got a highway on one side and a river on the other so it's a small little area and for whatever reason I'll, there are a lot of homeless people that live over here yeah. um and so there's not a lot of crime but cars will get broken into if they leave things that are useful to homeless people in them and i had been at a convention and i left a suitcase and my banner stand in the car. So they took what's bad is the suitcase just had a short box in it full of WWE comics. So right. this homeless person got a busted ass suitcase with a broken handle, uh, a bunch of comics and a, it probably it looks like a gun case, but it was a banner. Right. Stand they probably nothing. thought it was a gun.
1: They thought it was right. a
0: rifle. Right. So nothing they stole was actually useful or <laughs> sellable. Uh, but it was very useful to me. So yeah, I no longer have my suitcase that fits a short box. I no longer have my banner stand, which I got when I was an employee of the sign shops. I got it for dirt cheap and had for years. And uh, I lost all of the most lucrative WWE variants as well. Like all the first few issues of my WWE variants, that are like $100 a piece. All those are gone too. And they probably ended up in the river. Well, that stinks. Tragic. I know. It's 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 awful. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of good my hair looks in this lighting. We should focus on that for a minute. (laughs)
1: I'm making a note to myself here To remember this moment When you were a complete douchebag For all of (laughs) Two seconds there Um, Yeah, no uh, What else Uh, So also this week I did something That was exciting for me because I've never done it before Uh, I was on a talk
0: show Here in Springfield, Missouri Um, I saw that, you had on your like Western fence Like a brown jacket you had like a brown jacket and a blue like denim shirt and cowboy boots. You got it all wrong. Like my, you looked like my dad going to the
1: Sizzler in nineteen. They were. <laughs> I looked as fancy as I have looked in fifteen years. I think. Thank you very much. You look great. I'm not. I'm not throwing shade. You it wasn't great. a denim shirt. Thank you very much. It was a regular
0: cotton shirt. I guess. So I, I guess I think uh, you got to throw this photo up for the folks to see.
1: Yeah. I'll throw a of how awesome I looked. Um, but I was on a, it's a show called the mystery hour, um, which tapes here in, in Springfield and then airs all over the place. I think it, I think it airs in Kansas city. I think it airs in Charlotte, North Carolina. It airs th- all over. Uh, but it's an, I mean, it, I got to watch three episodes being taped, uh, and, uh, it's a really cool show, super high production values. I mean, it's uh, it's funny. It's got, I mean, it's, it's a really interesting show, uh, that you might not suspect is filmed right around here. And, uh, they wanted to talk to me about my funny books. So it's a, it looked like a talk show from what I've seen, but they do other yeah. things. It's, it's very much a, you know, the format is, you know, they do some humor, you know, some skits, some jokes, and then they have a, a, a guest that they interview and then they have a musical guest. Um, And uh, it's a great show Uh, the first the first episode of the new season, which is not my episode, I don't think airs like in early to mid October. And then I think I'm the second episode. I'm sure we will post about it and link to it when it comes up, because I think they also air them online. But uh, did you talk about me on the show. That's all I talked about. I came out and I said, I know you want to talk about comic books, but let me. Let me talk to you about Dennis
0: Hopeless first. No, not just about me. About Missouri Swagger is what you should you should have plugged you know, the show.
1: You know I you know well in the pre interview I talked about all these things. I talked
0: about KCON. Right. I talked
1: about Missouri Swagger. I talked about my books. The pre interview was probably an hour long, right? And then I got up there on stage and it felt like I was there for a minute and a half.
0: I, I mean that's I. That's why they do the pre interview to cut the yeah, fat. Yeah. Well, it, that's it, why you have to yeah, stomp Missouri Swagger in at the end.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, Every I
0: interview be. you do. I well, don't want to hear you look, talking. I don't want to see your face unless I'm being told about Missouri Swagger from here on out. I got to be honest. I was
1: such a delight that I'll be shocked if they don't invite me back very soon. And I heard they're looking for a co-host. Yeah. I'm actually a little bit surprised they haven't called me just to be the regular co-host. I was so awesome on the show. So, And then you could bring me on. Right. You and could come and on. I would only talk about Missouri Swagger. Well, maybe that'll be the next thing. I'll, I'll promote us coming on to talk about Missouri swagger. And then maybe we just get a segment on mystery hour called the Missouri
0: swagger segment. Yes. I don't, I just want this to make us money. Like I feel like we need this to provide income. So that's the goal. We gotta be a lot better, Dennis. I understand. It's a, we're, we're little babies. We're little babies just starting to crawl across the floor, our heads. We can finally hold our heads up. Like people can hear me. I think, uh, which, by the way, I'm supposed to give Jasmine credit for that too. She's the one that told me to to wear the uh, iPhones iPhone headphones last time. Right. And this should this should have a similar effect. If I sound terrible right now, then that's the beats by Dre's fault. But so no, yeah. you, we're I, getting there. What I'm saying is we're getting there.
1: I just assume that anything smart you do is Jasmine's uh, she, responsibility. She's so. a good editor. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, and and i think we got a few new subscribers yesterday i did oh, a God. a live uh youtube interview with another like a comic book you know a comic book uh, video cast or whatever last night and uh as i'm doing the interview i start seeing all these people you know so and so subscribed so and so subscribed and i was like oh this is awesome and then i realized they were subscribing to my personal youtube channel which i never do anything on really and so i i quickly said guys go back and subscribe to Missouri swagger. That's the one that has the interesting content. Content. Yeah. Um, or the content, maybe not interesting content,
0: but uh, it's, what are you talking about? We are just fantastic to listen to. We are are really full of ourselves today. Wow. We got to be confident. Yeah. Fake it till you make it. Uh, Faking it for decades at this point. (laughs) Well, you've made it by some metrics. Um, which, by the way, I re-listened to, I don't usually listen to the episodes, but once I found out that it sounded good last time, I listened to it, and the, the pause waiting for you to respond after I, after I asked you if you've ever been bowling is maybe the funniest thing I've ever been a part of. <laughs> well, it was the dumbest question, I mean, <laughs> but I, I mean, okay, I don't know, maybe. It was good. It was, uh, I, it was uh, solid comedic timing. It was accidental. I was legitimately just waiting for you to respond, but it was very funny.
1: Yeah, well, thanks. Ask me if I've done some other
0: everyday normal activity sometime. We'll some people probably haven't been bowling. I don't know. My kids have never been bowling. Your kids are kids. They're little. Yeah. There's a reason, but still. Yeah. Um, but,
1: uh, but yeah, no, super busy week. I'm super excited to see you next week at, uh, at Cape Town, though.
0: Thank you. It's going to be fun. It is gonna be fun. I'm excited. I've been uh you know what we could talk about we could talk about old cartoons. I've been watching old cartoons. Oh, I, noti- I noticed that.
1: I noticed on uh, on Twitter you've been watching a lot of uh, He Man and what was the other one you watched? Uh, uh, Spider Man a- is Amazing Friends. Yeah, Spider Man and his amazing friends because Yeah. Because Firestar dressed up as Spider Woman in the yes. first episode. That
0: is not why want. they want they always want to watch Spider Man, but for whatever reason there's not a good way to watch the kid friendly Spider-Man cartoons without paying for it. And I pay for like six subscription services. So I'm always opening a different subscription service to try and find something. And I found randomly found Spider-Man amazing friends, which I had seen a couple episodes of during the Marvel action hour or whatever in the later eighties. Cause yeah. that show, that show came out, spider mans amazing friends came out the year I was born. So I don't actually remember it, but I saw a couple episodes of it when I repurposed it years later um, and so I, yeah, I, I, did not remember it and it is, there's a fantastic scene in the first episode where, uh, Firestar dresses up like Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman, Aunt May refers to her as that horrible Spider-Woman, like she doesn't <laughs> like her for some reason. Uh, and then they go to the high school dance, costume dance and everyone is dressed like a Marvel superhero. So there's, and doesn't
1: Green Goblin show up and harass them?
0: Is that Green yeah, Goblin? and Bobby, Bobby lets Green Goblin take his date away because he doesn't realize it's the real Green Goblin. He thinks it's another student trying to dance with her because the Green Goblin's like, ah, can I have this dance? And he's like, yeah, sure. Uh, but the best part is there's a white Luke Cage in the background. Oh, man. It's a very 1981 animation decision. That they made.
1: I got to check that out. I, have, I, I mean, I remember the cartoon fairly vividly for a show I haven't watched since it came on. Right, but uh, but I don't remember a white Luke Luke Cage. I mean, uh, he's a back. He's a
0: background character. That's sure. Just the thing that's a was it
1: just a bad coloring? Like, uh, was it somebody who didn't didn't understand who the character was? Maybe.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's possible because I, I mean, he's basically just wearing a jumpsuit and a and a chain around his waist. I think I think he's got the crown thing the too. T- uh, it's not a tiara, right? It's a what is <laughs> that called? It is. It's a poor design choice. Um. But I don't know, yeah, it's a fun scene because it's very like, look at all our cool characters dancing. For no all, I'm sure they're all dancing like, they all dance the same way, right? Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Those are drawings. It's hard to make drawings dance. That's, I don't know if anybody knows this, but I try to put dancing in all of my series. There's at least one dance sequence in all of my series, which it's partially just a thing that I think is funny. It's also a thing that I stole from uh, Grey's Anatomy. Uh, also, it's all but impossible to do a drawing of a character dancing yeah. in, in, a, in a couple of panels and make it look good. So it's like I'm just doing something mean to the artist. I just did, I just put dancing at the very, very end of Cloak and Dagger because I had not done it yet. So, so
1: it's just a, you you must do it. You have to have it. Right. Yes. I mean, and I did not I did an issue of fearless defenders and it was supposed to be an infinity tie in. And I, when I pitched it to the editor, I said, I want it to be step up for the Marvel superhero universe. And it's pretty much a dancing issue. It introduces a new character who is a dancer and she dances when she fights and she's awesome. And and she's my, one of my favorite Marvel characters because I created her, uh, and, she's completely underused, including in my work because I haven't found a place to put her yet. Is this the lady with the whip fingers? Yeah, she has uh, it's Ren Kimura. Thank you very much. She has a, she has whip fingers that are like ribbons and she like ribbon dances with Wolverine claws, long lashing Wolverine ribbon claws.
0: It is remarkable that no one else has picked that up and run with it.
1: I don't know if you're being a jackass, but it is because she's awesome character. Uh, and I don't, yeah. you know, I don't really want anybody else to pick it up and run because they're going to ruin that character.
0: So I would rather just, uh, save it until I can use her in a, in a book. So right. it's funny how we do that. Like, we create things that we think are super fun and then we'll just pick them back up. Cause nobody else does. Cause the, every other writer has done the same thing. Oh yeah. Everybody does. Yeah. I actually have a Colossus Domino story coming out in the Domino annual, uh, that is a callback to my cable and X-Force days. Um, and while writing that, I thought I'm going to do a Domino and Colossus series. Why not? Because the characters are super fun. Um, yeah. No, uh, one day I will just do a series. It's all
1: the characters I created that are not being used at the current time. And so, was, all the characters you created that uh, are Yeah, essentially. Uh, yeah, basically all the characters I created.
0: Yeah. If sales weren't an issue and popularity wasn't an issue, Uh, I would definitely have a porcupine ongoing series that was going on right now. That'd be cool. Uh, I would have a Domino and Colossus, like buddy cop drama. And I would be writing about all the Braddock Academy kids, maybe in a flashback so that I could use all the dead ones. Um, Right. But instead we tend to, to just pull them into, you know, larger projects or other projects.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, Annabelle Riggs is in as guardians of the galaxy right now, because I love Annabelle Riggs and I'm going to, it's, a perfect opportunity to use that character. Right. Uh, And yeah, there, but there's a, you know, I think every pitch I send, I try to work in one of the characters I created that I, I like that is getting underused. And part of it's because I think they're underused. And the other part is I'm terrified of what other creators will do to those characters. They'll,
0: they'll do terrible, mean things. Well, that makes me want to go to your comic book DB page, find all of the characters you've created and then put them in silly scenes in the backgrounds of my, Comics. All right. All right.
1: That's fine. Do
0: that. I'll do the same to you, friend. You have. You do. When the, what? No. Yeah, you use Cammy, you have my version of Cammy. But you didn't yeah, but I didn't treat her badly. She's awesome. I didn't, I didn't say I was gonna treat them badly. I said I'm gonna put them in silly background scenes. Alright, that's fine. I yeah. do well. Cammy Cammy is a great character. I liked
1: your interpretation of Cammy, and that's why she's in Dracks. Mm-hmm. I
0: think we discussed this last episode. We did. We're and she already, also teamed
1: up with Planet Terry,
0: which makes her even more awesome. Yes, and Planet Terry was my very first comic book.
1: What? Oh, that you read. It was, okay, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a, a Planet Terry f- Firestorm two-pack from Stucky's. We definitely had this conversation before. We, we talked going about it. Yeah, you're way right. back We did. Well. We did. Yeah.
1: So we're, it's just a callback to a previous episode, folks, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Have you started decorating your house for Halloween or you just always have a skull skeleton behind? I always have a skeleton behind me. I mean, uh,
1: you called him out too soon. Uh, slowly. My son wants me to reposition him around the room every episode so that people notice that he's, he's lurking back there in some way, shape or form. Uh, but no, I there are always Halloween decorations up in my house of some
0: kind. I
1: collect, I collect Halloween, like, uh, like, sort of really nice, uh, you know, jack o' lanterns and old vintage jack o' lantern, you know, plastic jack o' lanterns and yeah. things like that. But, uh, and I just keep them displayed somewhere because Halloween's awesome.
0: Our Halloween is the greatest holiday by a country mile. Yes, easy. I, I love it so much. I spent, I, in college, I used to spend from late June, early July until October 31st getting into shape for whatever costume. It's <laughs> my biggest my biggest fear was always being the fat, whatever. Like I didn't want to be the fat lion over the year that I was lion. I didn't want to be fat Destro the year I was Destro. Uh, And so I would lose, you know, I'd get in a really good shape and then immediately just get shit face wasted, blowed up and eat a bunch of candy. Like, uh, of course, that's what you do. That's Halloween.
1: Two things. And I want to get back to cartoons because you brought up Lion. Um, so I think this software we use to, uh, to record this, I think we could have dozens of people up on at one time, and I think yeah. we should try to get a bunch of creator friends mm-hmm. and other people to dress up for Halloween, and we do a Halloween special Missouri Swagger, and we're all in costume and talking oh, I about I think that would be fun, uh, even if it's just... Uh, if It's not going to be fun if it's just
0: the two of us. That'll be weird. But yes. if we had a bunch of people, it'd be awesome. I agree completely. I actually have my mother um, saves all my Halloween costumes and has since I was four. So she, there's a closet in her basement that is just full of old clothes and old Halloween costumes. And the other day, uh, Jasmine and I took my sister to a place here called funky town, which is a dance club in the suburbs. That is everything from 21 year olds to like 60 year olds dressing up in like 50s 60s 70s 80s costumes and dancing to um you know like top 40 hits of the period so it's like a really goofy dance bar awesome. and jasmine dressed up like a 70s i don't know like in a 70s sort of costume so i was trying to find something to wear and i, I tried on my han solo shirt from when i was han solo when i was 17 because it was kind of like a flouncy you know pirate shirt right and i i'm, I'm trim but I'm not 17 anymore. So when I put it on, it pinched my peck flesh together in a way that created breasts. And I, (laughs) it was a very weird look. Uh, so I didn't wear that. I ended up wearing a pair of my mother's white slacks from the nineties at some point, uh, that had kind of a bell bottom and then a blue shirt and I looked great. And I was not, I was not, I was one of like nine men in white pants at that dance club that night. But, and, One of the
1: only men in existence who's
0: ever used the term my peck flesh. (laughs) My man breasts, whatever you want to call it.
1: Peck flesh. Okay.
0: I'm trying to not like, I was already talking about how I, my shirt was pinching them into boobs. I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to oversell how bad it was. Anyway, I have a closet full of costumes. The point is I have a closet full of costumes, including my captain cold costume, my Destro costume, my, uh, Winnie the Pooh costume like all these costumes. So if somebody for needed to a costume to wear for, for our big party event, yes,
1: then all right. we're going to talk about this. We're going to make that happen somehow. Yes, uh, I, speaking of, of peck flesh, I had a, uh, I had a conundrum this morning. I dropped my kid off at school and I was getting, I my, my habit has been drive to the gym. As soon as I drop him off school uh, right. this morning, I had, I had to decide between driving to the gym and working out or stopping at McDonald's and eating a lot of sausage and
0: McMuffins. which did you go with? <laughs> I think that was a solid choice. You had a rough week. your kid got braces this week.
1: Yes, my kid got braces. that was rough. It was more for him he was fine for me it was it was physically exhausting and mentally terrifying and it was awful. I hate anything to do with with. With medical procedures with your child. So. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, dental work anyway, but with my kid, even more so.
0: Right.
1: All right. So, uh, Spider-Man, and his amazing friends and he, man, which did He-Man. your kids like, which do your kids like best?
0: Well, my kids love he, man. Cause I had a castle gray school as decoration in my apartment on top of this pillar for a long time. And I always asked about it. And then one day right. I'm like, well, it doesn't like, I don't care if that thing breaks. It's already broken. You know, it's, yeah. Uh, from childhood so I pulled it down and let uh let them play with it and then since then they've gotten interested so I've showed them a little bit of he-man and now when I go to conventions I buy them the loose he-man figures the cheap mm-hmm. broken down ones so they've got a bunch of those so they like that a lot and they have a lot of questions and he-man was my shit when I was a kid so I know right. the answers so I can be like well that's buzz off and he's comes from the bee people blah blah, blah. Uh, I have a. I'm cleaning my garage this weekend. I'm gonna see if I have some of those old He-Man. I'll
1: give you my kid. My kid is uninterested in He-Man. So
0: he's more of a Malbolgia. Malbolgia. Child. Now he, he's not a.
1: <laughs> he's very into uh, computer animated cartoons, like the the Ninja Turtle show that's been running for the past few years. He's loved mm-hmm. that. Now they've revamped it into a hand drawn cartoon, and he's like, I don't understand why they would. Why would they do that? Why would they make it they worse? Just, yeah, why would they change it from computer animated? Uh and that show by the way was awesome if you haven't watched it. It is a it is a really great T V show, uh the
0: the computer animated Ninja Turtles. I, I um, saw an episode or two. I, I don't know, it's weird to watch that stuff like when they've revamped it seven times and I'm like it's been four since I saw the last one 'cause oh, enough yeah. things have shifted and changed and I'm like, What this is this is not really for me yeah no, um, it's
1: i like that show, but the only old cartoon besides scooby doo man he loves scooby doo well scooby doo's perfect yeah it really is it's an amazing it's a great show um yeah. uh, uh and real ghostbusters he loved the real ghostbusters for a while um and he again that ghosts. is a, what's that he likes ghosts yeah he likes ghosts but real ghostbusters is genuinely a really good show as well um he he was into my like my mask toys, so I bought him the mask box set of the mask TV series, and he was uninterested in that.
0: Well, the toys are the best part of that by a, a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but no, other than that, we don't watch a lot of. Uh, I've tried to get him to watch a bunch of old cartoons, but uh,
0: it's another. I bit. mean, my kids are also three, almost four, a little yeah. easier. Yeah, and I, I mean, the, honestly, the main reason we started watching the older stuff is I'm so sick of Paw Patrol that I am like, (laughs) let's, let's sit down and play with the toys. And so, you know, like we, we make up stories with the toys and and do more of that instead of watching TV. And then like at the end of the night, there's always 20 minutes where I want to calm down before bed because there's two of them and they're free. Uh, so we'll turn the lights low and put something on. And I just, this this day that we were playing He-Man, I'm like, I can't, I can't do Paw Patrol. You guys want to watch He-Man? So that's when we started watching it. That's cool. That's cool. I think this weekend,
1: uh, my son and I are going to watch Aliens together. Is he so, ready? I think he's re- ready for Aliens. I don't think I'd let him watch uh, Alien yet. I think that would scare him too much. But, but Aliens is pretty much like Jurassic Park, only with, with alien monsters instead of dinosaurs. It's more of an action movie than a yeah, horror. It's action. Um, the only horror, like, I mean, he loves goosebumps, the TV show and the books and he loves all, you know, that kind of stuff. But the only real horror movie he even started to watch with me was, uh, the thing because he was really, he was like, I really want to watch this movie you're always talking about. And, uh, so I talked to his mom and I said, let's, you know, there's no bad language in it. There may be a little bad language, but there's nothing besides the horror element that really get to him. Right. And she said, okay, but you're going to have to deal with the nightmares if he has any. And uh, he watched about 10 or 15 minutes of it. He, uh, he sat there and said, Dad, this is not scary. I don't know why you keep saying this movie is the best horror movie. It's not scary at all. And, uh, and then we got to the scene where the dogs um, sort of implode and then explode. And the, the you know this column of flesh comes up and they're yeah. writhing around. And I looked over at him at that scene, and he just had this look of mortal terror on his face, <laughs> just like what he, what was, what has happened to me? And I remember because I was younger than him when I watched the thing for the first time. Right. Uh, I remember, or I might have been about his age, but I remember the same, the same feeling of what just happened to me in this movie. Right. And then he pretended to go to sleep. I think uh, he he fell asleep quickly after that, and I think he was pretending so I could just uh, call it a night. We never revisited it, so. Um, he'll get there. He'll go. Well, it's weird. Look, Aliens is a different beast than the thing. And and yeah. look, if he's not into, I mean he loves scary stuff. He's just not quite ready for for that. I watched a I watched Hereditary by myself the other night. Um and that's a movie I would never let my kid watch ever in a million
0: years. <laughs> Have you seen this? You've seen Heredity? No, I've, no, it looks scary as hell, but I haven't seen it.
1: It's a uh, it's a great movie. It's one of those movies, the first hour you're like, is this a horror movie? Is it a family drama? What's going on? And then it just takes this crazy turn and you know, shit gets real, real fast. And it's, it's hard to take in that last, the last half hour of that movie's hard to take.
0: Yeah, no, I'm uh, excited to see it. I want to see It's, it's a great, it's a great horror movie. Um, I've been watching a lot of television. I haven't seen a movie in a while. Uh, been watching Ozark, love Ozark, big fan. Missouri swagger on tape on on the Netflix.
1: Right, they don't like it. They they don't like it at the
0: at the the. Light, I mean, though. they don't think it's it's a good representation of them. But of course, right. it's not. Right. Uh, and then we've been watching. We watched the the premiere of the new season of American Horror Story. With uh, this one is Apocalypse, I think. And yeah, I Apocalypse. had not seen it in a while. And Jasmine's a couple seasons behind. So last night we were watching hotel the one with lady lady gaga yes um, so i like that that show's ridiculous but it's fun
1: you know i like the first episode of that show or, or first season of that show quite a bit and i've just had a hard hard time getting into any of the other seasons
0: that's what everybody says and i loved the first season that's the only thing i had seen and yeah i, I think it just gets like Gets a lot. A lot happens in the seasons after that. Like, once it was popular, like, we could get away with anything. Right. It's really jam packed, but it's entertaining. So I keep it, it's in my Netflix queue almost always
1: to give it another shot. And I've watched bits and pieces of every season, I think. But uh, I just have to, I just have to commit to that time. I just have a, I just got my account to Shudder. Yeah. Not long ago. And that is occupying a lot of my time because there's so many awesome. Uh, horror movies and so you're watching friday the 13th the series on the rig uh, is that on shutter i believe so oh well i will be watching it because i used to love that show <laughs> um no i've been watching like a lot of movies uh i just watched a uh, return of the living dead for, i haven't seen it probably in eight years or so and it's a pretty it's it uh, it's a show that as soon, or a movie as soon as i put it on i can sense walking through a video store like i can smell vhs tapes and yeah. uh, you know it's it, it just brings it con- that movie conjures up all this nostalgia for me
0: but, yeah there was a there was a period of about i don't know two or three years where i worked my way through every horror movie they had in blockbuster yeah so i have seen like Lair of the white worm and chopping mall and all this shit that nobody else has ever seen uh because of that chopping mall is awesome it's the it's maybe the greatest movie poster for the worst movie. Yeah, it's not a good movie, but it's still awesome. It's an because awesome the, the movie poster makes it look like it's going to be really gruesome and amazing, and the fucking killer robot is the saddest like yeah. like robot vacuum looking thing you'll ever see in your life, and it shoots really unimpressive lasers. It's terrible. Yeah, I don't like that it's called
1: Chopping Mall, and yet he shoots people with lasers. Right. It's very you know? weird. Yeah,
0: but all right, we talked a little bit about everything today. Yep. It's your it's your Missouri swagger dime. You got to tell your story, and I oh. think you have to tell because we've been talking about horror stuff. I think you have to tell the story that got cut from the episode that had bad audio. You got to tell the Vampire the Masquerade story.
1: I don't know, man. I don't like that story anymore.
0: The more I think about it, I, I ran it by I ran it by a good source, and I think you're okay. <laughs> I think you're okay. Um, it's a great story. All right so this was, Oh my
1: gosh. It was probably 20 years ago. Close to it. It was a long time ago. Now. Um, I used to publish a small press magazine called whispers from the shattered form. I'm sure we've talked about it before. Um, and I would go to little conventions and set up and sell my, my magazines. And I often took with me my good friend, Nate. Um, Nate is no longer with us. Uh, I miss him dearly. Uh, But anyway, I often took Nate with me to conventions. And Nate liked going to conventions because Nate thought conventions was the perfect place for him to meet and pick up women. That was what Nate's, you know, he liked gaming, he liked science fiction, he liked, you know, reading, he liked movies, but he really liked to pick up women at conventions. (laughs) That's what he did. Was he good at it? Yeah, he wasn't bad. All right. Good all Uh, right. Anyway, um, we at this one convention we went to, we were getting set up. We were walking down the hall to go to the convention and we notice as we go to our hotel room and we notice as we're walking to our hotel room that every room on the hall has a sign tack to the door. And it says things like uh, the gun shop, the succubus club, the prince's lair, the, you know, all these different, you know, names. And, and ours is the only room on the hall that does not have a sign tack to it. And we realize that our room is is in the middle of the vampire, the masquerade live action uh, arena. Whatever's going on, you know, we're like in the city in the vampire. so we're surrounded by vampires. Um, but uh, but we are not part of the game. Our room is not part of the game. Um, one day we go back to our room to get drinks or something to take a break from selling books, and as we're coming out of our out of our hotel room, the door across from us opens up and this very pretty woman comes out. She's dressed as a, you know, she's obviously in full vampire mode. I don't know. She's right. a, a Toreador or a Ventrue or one of the other, you know, many clans of vampires. So she comes out and she's accompanied by these two dudes. I can't remember. Maybe it was the prince's lair or something across the hall from us. She comes out so we're, we come out at the same time. And as we, we exit the room, she looks over at us and she says, oh, what is happening over here? <laughs> and as I'm getting ready to say nothing, we're not playing the game. Nate steps up quickly and pushes me back and he says, who knows what antediluvian plots <laughs> unfold within? And he beckons to her like this. <laughs> so she just immediately like, she's like, oh, and she comes, she just walks straight into the room. And her two friends start following her in. And Nate says, your kind is not welcome here. And he slams the door (laughs) in their (laughs) face. And uh, she gets in the room and very quickly realizes that this is not uh, part of the game, that we're not playing the game, that Nate is not uh, currently live-action role-playing a vampire. (laughs) And uh, I saw this look of uh, sort of this, this worrisome look on her face. Yeah, sort of the face you just made. And I quickly said, "Whoa, whoa! It's okay. He's, you know, just messing around, just a, uh, you know, <laughs> having a good day." And you know, I opened the door quickly and let her, you know, she uh, exit with her with her two, uh, her two uh, vampire retainers or ghoul retainers or whatever. Um, at the time, it was a funny story. The more I think about it, and the last time I told the story, I feel like, man, that's an uncomfortable
0: story. And maybe it. Listen, <laughs> it's probably not an okay thing to do to a stranger, but she no. was. Safe. And you were horrified when you saw the look on her face and we're not a a little bit. No, I think it's okay. Like it is funny.
1: And it's, I thought about it afterwards. And I realized that she hung out with us at the, she hung out with Nate that evening at the show and stuff. He did not pick her up because I think it was hard for her to
0: get past the fact that he lied about being a vampire. But, uh, he was also just messing around, but that, I mean, yeah, it's a little bit of a questionable move, but it's still funny.
1: (laughs) Yes. Uh, it it was a little, dis- you know, it, it it's a, it was a funny story. I, it just, uh, it's one of those stories that, tw- you know, 15, 20 years ago when it happened was a lot funnier over the years. It has become progressively less funny. I think. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, well, but, uh, yeah, dumbass guy bullshit is no longer tolerated in the same way that it used to be. No, it is not. God. But
1: the fact it's, it's always, you know, my memory of Nate will always be that he pulled the word antediluvian out of thin air. <laughs> Which uh, means
0: before the biblical flood, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. Before the biblical flood. He, uh, <laughs> he just, uh, he seconded <laughs> her right in with antediluvian. That's how you, uh, that's how you tempt vampires, I guess, that were antediluvian. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. What would have been really horrific is if
0: she were a real vampire. And had murdered you. And then murdered us. That would have been. <laughs> so I've been, I've been watching. This is the last little thing. I've been watching, uh, What's his name? Norm Macdonald's new Netflix show. Yes. Which is, it is the bombing on stage as a comedian. Like it's that done as a, as a talk show. So he is interviewing guests, but he will interrupt them or like cut off their jokes. Like it's like, he's trying to make it the worst interview ever. The David Spade one's really funny because he just keeps stomping on Spade at every moment. But uh, at one point he's explaining his thoughts on vampires to Drew Barrymore. And he's like, he's talking about how he has like carved a big stake and he's, he's prepared at any time for his house to get attacked by vampires. But it's occurred to him before that there are two things that could happen. Either he he hits them right in the breastbone, they turn into dust and then he vacuums it up or they bite him on the neck and then, and then he's immortal. So it's a win-win situation. No, that's you know, it kinda is, I guess. (laughs) It's pretty funny. If you think of it that way, like if the vampires just turn you, then I mean it's
1: not as easy to get turned, Dennis. You can't just be bitten and become a vampire. There's a process. Is there? There is, a huge process. There's an exchange there's an exchange of blood, there's this whole whole thing. Whole thing. It's awful. You know this is real. (laughs) <laughs> All right, well uh, that's it for today folks. Um, next week we're going to be shooting a lot of little videos and yes. some longer videos too but we'll be posting a lot of stuff so you know keep an eye hopefully if you're at cave Con which I hope if you're in the area you will come to to the convention please come by and say hello to us and tell us how much you you love Missouri Swagger. Yes, please do. And if you like this uh, hit the little like button leave reviews on the podcast version on Stitcher and iTunes or yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and please subscribe. Uh, that's it for today folks.